0: You may be surprised to see me here this morning. Uh, My name is Nita Nichols, for those who don't know. Uh, It's good to be with Greenfield again. Yesterday afternoon, I got a call from Anders saying he was really sick, and he needed somebody to fill in this morning. After I hung up from talking with him, I realized, wow, I bet There are only two pastors in the presbytery that Anders knows to call, and one of them is Peter Moore, and that would not be appropriate, so he called me, uh, but I was glad I'm able to be here this morning with you. And hopefully, uh, I can pick up a little bit of where he was going with this sermon, because I chose to keep the same title, Joining the Parade. Today we enter Holy Week, waving our palm branches as we joyously accompany Jesus into the holy city of Jerusalem. It seems like a spontaneous parade as we read about it in scripture, but in reality, this was a journey that faithful Jews made every year at Passover to go to Jerusalem to celebrate the remembrance of God freeing the people of, uh, from Egypt. And so as you got closer and closer to Jerusalem, the crowd grew as they walked the dusty roads of Israel. And so here is Jesus coming uh, amidst these other pilgrims headed towards the holy city. There's festive song. There's loud conversation. There's a lot of joy as the people head towards this celebration. And soon, someone picks up that refrain from Psalm 98. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. It must have been really exciting to be part of this joyous, boisterous crowd. If this parade had only ended at the temple with an acceptance speech of a new ruler and an inaugural party, it could have been a really great day. But Jesus knew that this parade was just beginning. This week, is a parade of sobering events. And so I want to suggest to you that joining the parade today has week-long engagement. For today, we enter Holy Week. Once again, stepping into that procession of events which preceded the astonishing news of that original Easter morning, There's really no way to avoid Holy Week, although we might like to try. It's necessary to pass through Holy Week every year before arriving at the good news of Easter if we really are going to grasp the intensity of God's action for the world, for each of us. Part of the challenge as we join this parade for the week is that we need to be shocked by this story. We've become comfortable with it as we hear it time and time again. And it's easy for us regular church folk to go through the story that Luke continues to tell in the next few chapters, mentally ticking off the different incidents. Oh yes, there's that bit at the supper and of the sleeping disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane. Of course, Jesus' arrest and Appearance before the chief priest. <laughs> and there's good old Pontius Pilate. And then Jesus goes to be crucified. <clears throat> Biblical scholar N.T. Wright states, we ought to be saying to ourselves, crucified? That's crazy. You can't do that our instinct should be to jump up from our chairs and rush to the rescue how can you even think of sending jesus to his death in the western world most countries have abolished capital punishment so when those of us who have who take that fact for granted hear of people being executed in cold blood, whether it's in Iran or in Texas. We're horrified. We're horrified when we hear of school shooters, (laughs) mass shootings in Georgia and in Colorado, or police shooting unarmed people. We're horrified. We want something to change. We want someone to protest. So we ought to have that same reaction magnified a million times as we read the story of Jesus' death. <clears throat> this was one of the cruelest things which was ever done. One of the most unjust things ever done. One of the wickedest things ever done. And at the same time, God did the most loving thing of all it is the moment when god unveiled his justice once and for all the moment when god's mercy overflowed through one man for all of us it seems hard to comprehend how can we hold in our hearts and minds these two utterly different understandings of this same event, the horror, the injustice, the love of God, and great mercy of God. Today we enter Holy Week, and this is the only story which the church can speak during this week. We have to let it wash over us again and again, like a huge tidal wave, knocking us off our feet, rinsing us out, breaking us down, leaving us with nothing but awe, sorrow, gratitude, love. Jesus has gone to the darkest place in the world, the place where all he can say is, my God, why did you abandon me? And he has gone there with all the plots, betrayals, accusations, frustration, hatred, misunderstanding, broken dreams of the world clattering about his head. Jesus has gone there because that was and is the only way the world can be rescued. The only way you and I can be rescued. The only way by which God's love can take the worst onto itself and leave us free. Today, we enter Holy Week. So join the parade. It's worth being part of this movement. But friends, don't drop out when the excitement of the Hosannas turns ugly. Participate in this Holy Week procession to once again find yourself engulfed by the amazing grace of God's love for each one of us. May we have a blessed and renewing Holy Week as we join this parade. Amen.